0: The thing is the positive and the rewards outweigh whatever trepidation or whatever is holding me back, whatever story I'm telling myself, like I shouldn't be doing this to myself or am I really helping people? Am I really making a difference? Welcome to Mindful Business Founder, the podcast for fashion business founders
1: seeking to build a meaningful and profitable business. I'm Liki Tang, and I'm here with you today to find out how mindful founders build strong businesses that deliver value to people and to the planet. Today's episode is the second part of the conversation with Nadine Kelly, Yogi MD. If you haven't listened to the first episode yet, you still can go ahead with this episode and go back to the first part later. Nadine is a retired medical doctor turned freelance yoga teacher and health coach because she wasn't fully happy about the angle of her contribution to the health and to the well-being of her patients. Now, with Yogi MD, she improves in so many meaningful ways the quality of lives of the wise women, women with aging bodies and cancer survivors. In the second part of our conversation, she will explain why her business truly fills a void and how she uses her sense of creativity to adapt her yoga sessions to cater to women with very specific needs. She will also explain how her passion for her work, her sense of reward from doing the right thing for the people who need her very special skill set, help her overcome the negative thoughts in moments of doubts. And finally, in addition to her podcast, She will share with us the new development of her business in order to touch more lives and to serve even more wise women. As I said in the introduction of the first episode, Nadine is a true gift. Stay tuned and enjoy the rest of our conversation with Nadine Kelly. You are obviously delivering a lot of um, benefits. To all these women, I wonder if they were all intentional, or you just, you know, you just try different things, and then you see that it got some results, and then you add more, or and also you have some requests. I mean, how do you change your, how do you evolve? I don't know. Um, I should not say product, but how do you evolve your? how do you create the, the, the type of teaching or what you can offer in your classes or uh, in your community building?
0: That is an excellent question, Lehi. No one's really ever asked me that. That's a great question, really. And okay, so first I'll share a testimonial. I remember I was having lunch with one of my students one day, and she said to me, and it was almost accidental, she caught herself. She said, do you remember when you first started teaching us and what it was like just a couple of years later? And, and I said, oh, please tell me more. And she goes, oh, I don't mean to insult you. And I said, no, 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 no. You're helping me by giving me this feedback. And she said that she saw me evolve. Mm. At first, it was just that kid I just mentioned that was mm-hmm. not original. Originally, I just, people just came to class. Yes. That was it. Okay, yes. without anything. Then I started adding a prop. Okay, make sure you get a yoga block and a yoga strap. So that's basic. Mm-hmm. And then with more time and more learning, bring the wa- make sure you bring your water bottle so we can in- interject breaks uh, into class so you can make sure you're hydrated. And then the hand weights came a little bit later. How do I do that? I'm a lifelong learner. So, I'm always reading up on any article that catches my eye about how to make, how to take care of an aging body and what the specific needs are for that aging body. I will read it. Mm -hmm. And that will inform my practice. I am not afraid to be creative because I think that's part of the. It's not that I think. It is part of the joy of why I love to teach because I can be creative and adapt. I used to bring lesson plans to class and pay attention to exactly the sequence because I was nervous. I didn't know what I was doing at first. And then with time, I was willing to let that go so that I could be present with my classes. My classes are not the same. Sometimes I'll walk in with an idea and think we're going to do this type of practice today and... It changes because every practice I always ask everybody in the beginning, are there any special requests? Mm. And so, depending on what those requests are, then I make adjustments. Uh, I can shift. It keeps me mentally flexible. It keeps me present. It keeps me connected to the people that are in front of me, just really important to me. And, and we're communicating. The other thing about teaching is it's a two way street. So it's not just me. It's not about me. It's not about me coming in there and showing everybody what I can do or making sure to be rigid and having how we have to go through this lesson plan. No, it's also about, what's benefiting the people in front of me, what do, what do they need in that moment, and how can I make her day better by adapting this practice? Once, I remember one time I was at the Cancer Center teaching, and I, I had this idea in my head we were going to go through the first part of sun salutation, so it was going to be a little bit more active, a little bit, And as soon as I sat down and I said, how's everyone? One of the ladies was teary. And she said, I'm having a lot of trouble today. Um, It was a family matter. She was really concerned about the health of of a family member. And so she was feeling incredibly stressed. The lesson plan that I had in my head or the ideas I had in my head flew out the window. It wasn't time for that. It was time for a more a slower a um a
1: gentle. practice that
0: was a gentle and one that was going to focus a lot on breathing mm. and so different breathing techniques for sure, so you could be calmer as well as relax a longer relaxation and then a meditation at the end so the vibe of the class completely changed now if i weren't willing to listen and i guess that's what i'm trying to say i listen if mm-hmm. i didn't want to listen then that student may not have gotten what she needed that day. Because when class was over, big hug. She gave oh. me a big hug and said, thank you so much for making me feel better now.
1: Hmm. You already say that you love what you're doing and this is what wakes you up and uh, gives you a, love, um, a sense of joy and fulfillment every day. Do you think that if you are not doing what you're doing, do you think that you will be missed?
0: Yes. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like I am filling a void. I am. It's what I feel as well. Yeah. I've had students tell me, because I've asked, I've asked, why are you doing yoga with me? What got you to come to yoga? What was your experience before? And a lot of the women that I've, had the pleasure to and honor to teach have told me that they tried other yoga classes and the complaints were or what made them uncomfortable I should say was again the atmosphere she, the older person didn't feel like she necessarily belonged in mm. in this yoga studio with younger flexible bodies the flowing nature of the practice they didn't feel like they could keep up because they felt pressure to do so, and maybe a pose didn't make sense or she needed time to get into it and already the next pose is is flowing. Um, Other ideas. Oh, one one of my students told me recently that she had tried a yoga class and I always ask and I always try to make sure and remember that people's bodies are very different. So for instance, Maybe you had an old injury in your shoulder or you had cancer surgery, breast cancer removal surgery and a mastectomy, and you can't lift your right arm on that side as well anymore. And so for me to come over and adjust you into a position that your body doesn't want to go into anymore is not something I do. And my student pointed out to me that that's not everybody thinks that way. She said that she was "quote unquote" manhandled or forced into this pose. Mm-hmm. The yoga teacher didn't ask, "How does this feel?" Or, or, and again, it's because I have this extra layer of awareness and appreciation for what's happening in an older body, and I want to honor that and make the yoga make the yoga pose fit the students and not the other way around. So. All of that being said too, my two locations right now in Chicago and Sawyer are relatively new. We've only been here for a little bit less than a year. And while I was teaching in the South suburbs, I had up to 12 classes then. Now I only have three classes I've kept from the South suburbs. And I have been told that I've been missed. People have told me that. They've emailed me and they've told me that they miss
1: me. Oh, that's so wonderful.
0: Yeah, sad and wonderful at the same time.
1: <laughs> wonderful from yeah, sad for some and wonderful from mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm just projecting myself into in you and say, okay, if people email me and say, Oh, you know, we miss you, yeah. it's so wonderful. And I mean it's
0: it, it is it's, it's purely our it ego, but still, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I would say that it's not necessarily all ego. I mean we we do our work so that we can make a positive impact and when that's reinforced it's a beautiful thing
1: you say that I mean at, at the beginning of the interview I said wrongly that you are the owner of a studio then you um then you correct me and say that you're a freelancer and you would be happy mm-hmm. to explain me why you are a freelancer so now I'm asking you <laughs>
0: Okay. Absolutely. Because as I've explained before, generally I don't find my population in yoga studios. I've gone to them and that means going Mm -hmm. to teaching in community centers to finding pools where I can teach aqua yoga. I have uh, taught in two different assisted living facilities and in my home studio, and I've mm. also, where there's smaller group classes, and then I've also done the occasional private, where, for instance, very recently, I helped an 87-year-old woman who had been, who wants to maintain her function and live in her home for as long as possible. Yeah. So I went to her in her house, and I was teaching her, I'm a, again, I'm a very practical girl. So I believe in what is going to fit my students' lifestyle. So when I thought about the yoga practices for her, the first time I was sitting down and just discussing what her desires are, what her fears are, what she wants to get out of our time together. And so then what I crafted, I noticed while we were talking, she had these two beautiful rooms, this living room full of light with, a, mm. with seating, and then her kitchen. She spends a lot of time in both places. So we did practices in both settings so that it's easier, right? If I'm in my kitchen, why not do those heel lifts that strengthen my lower body while I'm standing here? Or when I'm in my living room looking outside at, this gorgeous wooded environment, why not take that time to practice my posture, sit tall and work on my breathing in, in, the, in the chair? So that, that's a way that um, I have tried to help people, going to them.
1: I know that you're a very determined person, and you like challenges. You like yes. to embrace challenges. Uh, the reason why yes, I know yes, that yes. is that in one of your podcast episodes with um, your coach, I think you, you, I can't remember if it was if it's um if it's he was your jiu jitsu or taekwondo coach. Oh, my taekwondo! Yes, yeah. yeah. So in these episodes, you were saying that you started um taekwondo age 35 and you decided to have to be black belt i think yes and you did so that's yeah that's wonderful (laughs) so that's why you know that's why i gathered that you're a woman of challenges i mean you're a woman who loves challenges
0: (laughs) yes i do (laughs) yeah
1: and so i believe that um you know being a Former MD and working as a pathologist, you used to work in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yes. 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 So in a hospital, um, you didn't have any client. You didn't have to run a business. You need to find a client. And now that you're freelancer, you need to be more focused on the business aspects of of, yes. your, of your work. And mm. um, I believe that the transition wasn't that easy and so maybe you can share with us some a little bit of your you know some some learnings uh, or maybe the experience of your learning curve.
0: It's still evolving especially (laughs) after the move but I will say yes it was easier in a sense because there was already a model in place. I I'm a physician, I'm a pathologist, this is where I work, and there are these specific days of assignments, and so it's just the matter of going and doing what I'm supposed to do that day. When I became a freelancer, it was very jarring because now it's flipped, in two ways. Not only do I have to figure out what a business is, how to do this, how to find the people, what am I offering? You know, that was the other thing that, that has mm-hmm. evolved as we discussed earlier. Who is it for? I, d- I also trained to teach children too oh, okay. <laughs> when I was first and I did that and I tried it and it's not for me and mm-hmm. that's okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I like big kids. I like <laughs> big kids. So, um, so it was all of those things. And then, Figuring out the travel, right? Figuring out that, okay, the yoga studio wasn't for me. Um, And then adapting that way. And then word of mouth is my primary way of getting clients. Um, As I mentioned before, I was working in a way where people were motivated to come Seek help because something was wrong. Now I'm in a world of prevention. And yes, there are things that are, are wrong, necessary, or it's okay, chronic diseases that I mentioned before, but it's less tangible and it's less, um, the outcome is not as visible, say, or as quick as maybe taking a medication or having a surgery or having a procedure. Yoga requires in this practice of lifestyle modifications and increasing awareness of yourself and your body and all that. It's this delayed gratification mindset that's a little bit more difficult to work in. Uh, So I would say that that's one of my biggest challenges too is inspiring and encouraging the wise woman to take care of herself in all of those ways that I mentioned, those multidimensional ways of health before something is wrong, or maybe maintaining function and not letting it get worse. There are going to be those people that for whatever reason can't or won't advocate for herself. I've had a couple of my friends tried to beg their moms to come take classes with me, and it just didn't happen. There does have to be, it's, as I mentioned before, teaching is a two-way street. I'm doing what I'm doing, but there's also responsibility on the student's side to come to class and to put whatever practices that make sense into her daily life. So they're gonna, they're, there's a small subset of people who don't want to feel better for whatever reason again and I'm not judging it it's just whatever's going on is going on so those I think are are my challenges those several things that I mentioned
1: Mm. but have you ever felt especially at the beginning that it would be scary to be a freelancer and uh, just rely on yourself to get paid you know on your work Uh, because before you had the paid job and now you're your own boss was it scary how did you how did you deal with
0: that it's absolutely terrifying and on some days I still even though I love what I'm doing I mean we're all human and we have complex emotions there are still days sometimes where I wake up and go wow what is going on why did I do this to myself (laughs) but the thing is The positive and the rewards outweigh whatever trepidation or whatever is holding me back. Whatever story I'm telling myself, like I shouldn't be doing this to myself. Or am I really helping people? Am I really making a difference? Or as I told you, I don't fit in a yoga studio. So am I really doing something that makes sense if I'm not teaching exactly the way someone else is teaching I'm doing my own thing there's so many layers to it being scary but there's also so many layers as to why it's right because of the testimonials because of the the women that I have have enriched my life so much it's been a two-way street for me in terms of not just sharing knowledge and empathy and listening and love for this population, but also what I receive from them. It's simply priceless. The love I get back, the guidance that I get back. There's this one aspect of aging that we really don't talk about a lot in our society because it isn't relatively anti-ageist society here uh, in Mm. Western culture. But there are those few that say aging is beautiful. Yes. It's, it's there's a sense of freedom to aging, and I get to witness that too.
1: I'm going to ask you what you want to improve uh, in terms of business aspects, and also in terms of delivering always more benefits to your uh, to the women who come to your classes.
0: I think the biggest Next thing for me. Well, you and I, you know, we've we've met on these Akimbo workshop platforms, and two of them uh, with Seth Godin, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the podcasting fellowship and the marketing seminar. What I'm learning for me, a, a really first actionable item, is to start to establish more of an online presence. I want my podcast to have more reach, yes, because that's information and connection, but I also want to be able to address maybe the woman who doesn't want to leave home and might benefit from having access to a gentle guided class online. So I'm looking into starting an online platform. My sister is a cancer survivor, and she mentioned to me that she's rehabbing uh, an injury. I can't remember, uh, shoulder, wrist, but her doctor told her, why not look for videos that are gentle practices that you can do at home that would help? And she, yeah, and Mm. she told me, you need to make your offerings more visible so that i people like me can, can have access to that material. It's just so right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I think that's my next. And that another thing that I've heard from people, a couple of my ladies would be things like, I wasn't feeling well today. I wanted to, to come to class, but it was hard for me to drive to get to class. Or like I said, I just wasn't feeling up to it. Maybe I could have reached that person. She would have had a resource to be able to do class at home in the comfort mm-hmm. of her home.
1: Oh, through video something.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's my next, that's my next leap.
1: You're using such modern tools to reach your audience, which is, um, they're not old, but they're aging. So it's very, you're bringing another layer of, um, of excitement, uh, because you know you're, you're building this bridge between, um, this aging population and, um, and just new
0: technologies. Oh, Thank you for saying that. Yes, that's exactly right. I'm encouraging some learning too, stepping outside yeah. of the comfort zone and and uh, engaging with technology because not every aging person is comfortable with that. And, you know, people are living longer too. And so it's really important for people to feel supported as they age. And that is really something that I'm extremely passionate abo- about is being one of those people to support
1: them. Nadine? Mm-hmm. I think I could keep on asking you questions for <laughs> hours. And um, but I think at some stage we need to stop. And so I think one of the very important thing is to to share with our listener the name of your the title of your podcast and also tell
0: our listener well they can find you. Okay? So the name of my podcast is The Yogi MD Podcast. I am located in Sawyer, Michigan, as well as Chicago, downtown Chicago in the South Loop. And you can also go to my website and engage with me there. I welcome engagement, contacting me. I answer my emails, definitely. Uh, You can go to yogimd.net, Y-O-G-I-M-D.net for further engagement. Okay. Thank you so much, Nadine. Thank you so very much for having me. I so enjoyed having this conversation and and sharing the love for what I do.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Did you like this episode? If you enjoyed listening to Mindful Business Founder, it will mean a lot to me if you can share this with your friends who are also in the sustainability journey. You can also subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Bye-bye now.